Welcome to Life Club. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jack McGinnis. Jack, are you ready to do this? Ready, ready, ready. All right, let's go. Jack is the co-founder and partner with Relationship Impact. They are the CEO's resource for unlocking leadership teams potential. He's the author of Building Great Leadership Teams, and he's a veteran of the United States Army. Jack, thank you for your service. Appreciate you coming on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, more about your work, why you do what you do. Sure. So tell you a little bit about my personal life. Just came off a great holiday season. Oh, I got it. I have adult kids. They all two working ones, one in one in college, and they they all came home before and a little after Christmas. So we we got a lot of a lot of good quality time with uh with all three of them and um working together, eating together, going out to dinner, all that kind of stuff, having some fun. So um kind of still on a high from all that. Um so that's a little bit about the personal stuff. Um, what we do is we work with executive teams, like the like the you said, um, exclusively with young, small to mid-size um, companies and their executive teams to help them um, build functioning leadership teams. Um, and that's you know, there's there's no perfect team, but uh, but sometimes. Teams have uh, people have a habit of getting in their way, their own way, and uh, when that happens too much, um, it, it can bleed into the rest of the organization. And that's when we think we really can we can uh, uh, serve a purpose and 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 help help the teams, the individuals, and the teams kind of figure out how to operate more effectively. I love it. Help people get out of their own way. Yeah. Why do we? How, how, why, why do we get in our own way? Just, yeah, it's a great a question. Thing. Yeah. Uh, um, ad, you know, adults over, I was reading something about this last, the end of last year, adults over 35, I think, uh, struggle to evolve uh, and adapt their behaviors um, more than when you're a little younger. And, um, and so we get, over time, we get we get an in, sometimes get an ingrained view of of um, uh, how we see the world and how we see uh, you know business or leading or managing, and um, those views sometimes um, conflict with our colleagues. And sometimes the environment changes that we, you know, one, one environment we came from was high stress. This one's a little less stress and we don't adapt our behaviors. And that's what I mean. And, and that can cause some, some tension, right? And, and uh, tension's good for the most part, but sometimes it can, uh, uh, unchecked, it can, it can get, uh, you know, cause some, cause some challenges, um, so that's that's kind of what I meant by that. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that, and uh, I imagine that that is a uh, you are going to have work to be done for the foreseeable future. So, I was just reading this morning that <laughs> yeah. uh, that 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 Bob Iger, who's retaking the reins at Disney, is saying everybody's coming back to work for at least four days a week, mm-hmm. and I don't, I have not seeing the fallout or what the response is going to be to that. And I guess to some degree that that's not necessarily relevant when, 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 when you're looking at, at these organizations, 
that are struggling with backlash from yeah. their employees and what they believe to be true. How do you think about that? Um, yeah, it really, I mean, that's when that that's when leadership, you know, the CEO, but really the leadership team and in a big organization like that, there are multiple leadership teams. Right. But, but, and so it's, it's a lot more complicated than what I, than, than what I do really is mostly working with, uh, you know, an executive team and then maybe a leadership team under there. But but it it does come down to that, right? It comes down to uh how the leaders how the leaders behave, how they how what the messages they're sending. Uh do they buy into the CEO's uh proclamation or they pay lip service to it? Um have they had the opportunity to push back on the CEO and had some some conversations about why we're doing this and what makes sense. Um and the messages and the tone and the body language and the, you know, messages, both verbally, email, all that, all that kind of stuff that they, they, they resonate with folks and people look up and say, you know, are those folks on the same page or not. And uh, and that and that helps. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, a, a bunch of people that don't want to go back four days of work are going to all of a sudden be on board. But it does it does help. Right. It hel- it helps. And I you know, this is not about whether that's a good idea or a bad idea. It's just how you how you message that and how you um, how leadership sticks it. Right. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's critical. Um, and there's a lot in what I just said, because it's, you know, the ability for it's not what I'm not. I'm not saying like a CEO comes in with a proclamation and everyone just kind of says, OK, we're going to do that marches. It's more about this is this is this is what we want to do. Let's have a, let's have a productive conversation about it and bring all sides to the table and have a have some disagreements. And, you know, obviously the CEO gets to make the call, but good leaders are able to uh, op- be open to other perspectives and hear hear each other out. And and that is one of the most critical things we find in in the work that we do um, is the ability for for folks and it really does come down to whether the ceo or the president or whoever is a formal team leader enables that to happen or not but when they do how do you create that that what we call productive dialogue the ability to challenge debate disagree uh with minimal relational damage right and you know just kind of the ability to move on um that's you know it's a critical 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 uh skill for any team and the unfortunate reality that as human beings, as we get a little bit older, past 35, we have a tendency to be more rigid in our thinking and our behavior, probably everything, just because we've gotten to this place in our life doing what right. we've probably always done, and it's served us right. pretty well. But what got us here is not going to get us where right. we want to go. Yeah. So I. Well, my favorite, my favorite executive coaches is Marshall Goldsmith. That 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 book is what got us here. Won't get us there. Or I can't. That's not the exact title, but it's an amazing book. It's just it's, it's just about what we're talking about right now. And so that it is. I, I wrote down wartime versus peacetime, and I yeah. apologize because you're 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 a veteran. That's kind of change management, right? We would love to be yeah. implementing wonderful stuff when things are going awesome, but more often it's when we are 
faced with some kind of a decision that wartime that we need to be making yeah. pivots or whatever. And how do we effectively do that? Yeah. And so I have, a, I'm working with a, um, a company right now. It's a, um, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It, um, the CEO is fantastic. is just a great leader. And I've learned, I really learned a lot from them. Um, been working with them for almost three years now. And, one of the things he said that they had a strategy session at the end of last year uh, having a follow-up coming up here but he started off and saying we we don't we're not we're not great planners here that's not what our focus on our focus is on preparation and so it's preparing for the crisis it's and it, you know it's not saying we're gonna have a crisis but putting all the things in place that uh that um directionally we know where what we need to be doing um you know he he's he's anti goal <laughs> like big picture goal he's anti you know strategic direction kind of stuff but he is he is big on preparation for you know what the environment we're working in is and and it, you know just with the pandemic they did an amazing job they pivoted uh so quickly to be able to you know they're a, a big commercial bank in in New York and uh they they were able to pivot so quickly and did all the PPP stuff, which is a nightmare, you know, a nightmare for, a, you know, a commercial bank. And, and so that, that, that concept of preparation, I think is really, really important. And, it, and I'm telling you, if you don't have a, a leadership team that um, mostly can be on the same page and, um, and put uh, put away their personal animosity sometimes, or, or their view of, you know, of what we should be doing versus what the team decided to do, then it's really hard. It's really, it's like pushing up a rope. Is it possible to, to, to unring a bell when let's say the CEO makes a decision and comes in like bull in China shop and ruffles feathers and doesn't get, they don't have that, um, that constructive productive dialogue that you're talking about can you go backwards and sort of unring the bell? Yeah, that's before? where, the, yeah, that's where the self-awareness thing comes in. Right. And like, so um, it really, unfortunately, it really does come down to though, the formal leader and whether they're, whether they're self-aware enough and not to recognize that they may be getting in the way or have gotten in the way. If, if, if if the CEO can have some humility and and recognize that you know that maybe they made a mistake or did something yeah that then you can make some progress. Unfortunately, without that, it's really really hard. Um, however, when that does happen, it doesn't mean everything's going to be rosy, right? If if there is humility in the CEO and they do have um, the ability to say, hey, you know, I, I really messed this up, wrong messaging. Let's regroup. Now, can the can the rest of the team regroup and can they trust that, you know, they're able to put their two cents on the table without retribution and stuff like that? It does take it takes it takes some repair work. Repel, repairing trust is really hard. Right. It's uh, it's 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 easier to build than it is to fix. And um you know, people have their own views on a lot of times that, uh, you know, when I when we go into organizations, we'll 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 you know, we dig and and then we'll hear stuff like we I, we just don't trust each other. I just don't trust him or her. And and 
what they're really saying is it mostly it's not so much about trust. It's that they do stuff differently than I do it. And I really don't appreciate how they do it. And so therefore they're lazy, they're aggressive, they're, you know, whatever. And those assumptions get in the way of us being able to rebuild trust. Cause trust is really about, um, you know, character, capability, right? And a lot of times people focus on the capability part of it rather than the character part of it. And uh, the capability part of it is a lot A lot of times where the assumptions come in. How are you often brought in? Is it CEO realizes I'm just not getting through or is it maybe a, a human resources leader? Yeah. So, so um, the, the, the 80% answer is uh, through conversations with other folks. This is really what we have found in the doing this for 15 years now is an unrecognized need, um, m- mostly. Um, now, that being said, you know, we do get called every once in a while. Uh, you know, we wrote we just wrote this book and and that that has helped. Um not usually through a human resources person. It's mostly through a C-suite executive who's frustrated um, and says, hey, you know, we have these challenges. But oftentimes, I'd say like the 80% scenario is, you know, I'm having conversations with a CEO or an executive, and I describe what we do and some of the challenges the teams that we work with face, and they're like, yeah, we got that. And uh, and my 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 response to that is always, okay. you got that. So does everyone else. How is it getting in the way or is it getting in the way? If it's not, if it's annoying and oftentimes it is just annoying, right? Like people get in. It's just annoying. And, and, you know, but the organization's working well, their departments are, are collaborating despite, you know, some silly behavior at the executive level. Right. And. And um, and so, you know, don't disrupt the apple cart with us. Right. But if it is getting in the way, we we feel like we have a um, an interesting perspective on how to um, evolve um, a leadership team from where it is today to where they want it to be, how they define what what great looks like. So. There's always going to be problems when there's human yeah. beings involved. Right? Yeah. We're going to have interpersonal conflict. That's that's a given. Is it actually precluding us and stopping us, keeping us stuck from getting to where we actually want to go? If the answer yeah. is yes, then we engage. That's right. And 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 I'm you know authentically like it. Sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. And um. You know, every team has dysfunction. It's just a matter of how how much you want it to be different, right? Yeah. And I imagine that engagement can be brief. It could take a really long time, but it's predicated on the CEO's ability to be self-aware enough to be humble enough to say yeah. yeah it's i'm i'm not i'm 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 falling a little bit short in some of these areas and it is keeping us from getting to where we want to go right we 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 look very hard for ceos that say they want us to fix their team um because that's that's you know they they that language is about 
my team is messed up and those individuals versus I'm contributing to it. And, uh, and we, what we always say is every, every person in that team, if there's dysfunction has some modicum of responsibility, some have more than others, but you know, there's, there's, uh, everyone has a, has a stake in it for sure. And, uh, and that, like you said, like, uh, we, we don't do anything for less than six months because of the, uh, you know, because of the adult behavior change related to it. Um, because it's, this is not a, these aren't quick fix. It's very developed. What we do is developmental, not training focused. It's very hands-on with the individuals and the team. And we're, we're, we work on behalf of the team. We spend a lot of time up front helping the team recognize that we're not just uh, there on behalf of the CEO. Um, and that's not always easy. It's, um, but it's, it's true. Because uh, we're we're just doing what the CEO tells us to do, then we're really not adding any value. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Jack, I need you to come in fix my team. It's totally yeah. broken. Like, really? Yeah. Like that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Said, right, and our question is, yeah, well, you're part of the team, right? So what are you doing? What, what's what are you doing to get in, that's getting in the way? What do you mean? Yeah. But most times people are like, yeah, I, you know, I probably do this or that. Yeah. Most of the time it's, I enable the behavior. Like for example, we'll have a meeting, we'll have decided on something and I'll get lobbied. I'll get a call or get someone knocking on my door and say, Hey, you know, that decision we just made, I think Bob is way off target on that. I think we should revisit that. And he engages in revisiting it rather than saying, go talk to each other about this and then come back to me. And, and, uh, let yeah, I'm happy to revisit if you guys, if you guys have a, have an, an, an effective discussion about it rather than just snipe at each other. Got it. I love it. Well, Jack, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with relationship impact? Where can they get a copy of building great leadership teams? Yeah. So, uh, building great leadership teams is on Amazon. Um, you know, that, so that's, that's an easy one. Uh, and then my website is, uh, or our website is, is very, very easy. It's relationship-impact.com and a lot of good resources on there and, and, uh, you know, links to the book as well. So that, that, uh, encourage folks to put, to take a look there too. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Jack your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to relationship-impact.com and check out all the great resources. You can find the book there. You can also find Building Great Leadership Teams on Amazon. And if you are a leader within your organization, the CEO, and things are not going exactly as planned, might be a good opportunity to uh, to to reach out and engage. Thanks again, Jack. Thank you. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.